sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we are doing. Maniac Mansion versus Untitled Goose Game. Video games, nerds. Uh, yeah, so I think I had played uh, Maniac Mansion way the hell back in the day. Um, but I don't think I ever like finished it. I think I uh, got was... really oh, frustrated by it. and Because I can't tell. Like We watched a walkthrough, um, which was also somewhat annoying some of it because it seemed like the dude would just walk it around walk into a room and then walk right <laughs> back into the other room for no goddamn reason i, I was don't know why he's wasting our time um but yeah i think i got frustrated because i think you have to do shit in the right order and like you die so i think it's just like a you have to memorize shit but i can't remember i mean it was 87 the game came out it was a lot of trial and error and, yeah uh you were what in '87? How old were you? Seventeen. Yeah, he had other things in mind. <laughs> but for me, oh, as yeah, a thirteen-year-old, as a thirteen-year-old, it was like this was the perfect game. This was the best game ever. It's it came uh, as a little bit of history for people who don't know. This is the first. There's there was there first there were the text adventure games where you were going figuring things out, but there's no graphics. You just had to type everything in. Yeah. In order to pick up cup drink from cup cup uh, poison isn't cup you're dead and then came sierra online was the next iteration of these adventure games and they had graphics like maniac mansion and they were pretty good graphics but unlike maniac mansion which had a point and click it was all you just like the text adventure games you had to type, type to do, yeah. do stuff and it was it was always frustrating to figure out what you had to type and the other bad thing about the sierra games and they were notorious for this is that like you talked about dying but the sierra games it was really easy to die with the stupidest reasons. Maniac Mansion didn't do that. They made it, even if you got captured and put into into the dungeon, you could easily get out by, like, once you figure out how to do that, because there's a little brick that let, let people get unlocked and they get out of the out of the, out of the out of the dungeon. So that's, this came out in the as a backdrop. That's the kind of games I was playing before this, like the little puzzle games where you type stuff in and try to figure it out. And then this came, and it was like literally groundbreaking. Everything in it was not everything, but Every, how they did everything in the game was brand new and different. And then for years and years, it was the only way they did things. And they're still game. They're they're uh, they're antiquated now, but people still make these kind of games. Telltale Telltale Games was making them as as recently as like five years ago, where it was this point and click. And of course, their games were much more modern. Obviously, it's twenty five years later. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I play this game a lot. Uh, I thought it was really funny at the time. I still think it's amusing and it's just kind of it was all the the basis of the game is you're a group of high school students going into cap to uh save your the main character's friend girlfriend who's been captured in this mansion by the evil edison family and as w one of the neat things that they don't do enough in games is that you play as three characters and there's i forget how many i think there's six or seven to choose from and you just have to pick two characters. You have to be Dave, that's the boyfriend, and then the other two characters you pick from the list. And those two characters have different talents, which makes it so there's like five different ways to finish the game because each character, uh, you know, we'll interacts with the yeah. environment. 
differently. And I think that's pretty awesome. It's it's not something you. I guess it's too expensive because uh, cuts. Well, as a matter of fact, cutscenes were. I don't know if they first appeared in Maniac Mansion, but they were named in Maniac Mansion before Maniac Mansion. I don't know what they would call these kind of scenes if they even existed. But this was the this is the the game where they got a title called Cutscenes, and uh, I guess cutscenes for ends of games are ex- more expensive now than then, so maybe it's hard to make multiple titles. But more games should because it's really cool, and I, I really like branching branching stories where things change depending on choices you make in the game. I know there was a game recently. I think it was called outer worlds or other worlds something like that and as at the start of the game you chose your character's intelligence and uh different things could happen based on your character's intelligence and leading towards good or bad and that's pretty cool and games just don't do that enough nowadays maniac mansion was one that did it and they went i mean they i don't think any games has gone as far as this where there's five different endings and it all depends on what characters you choose and what you do during the game that's really far but whatever it was it was just it was really cool at the time and even now i i look back on i look back on it as as one of those games that i compare other games to it because it had those features of of this puzzle solving where you had to to use the different characters to figure out puzzles and you kind of that kind of thing but it was also really immersive when you're in the house you could pretty much talk to and touch everything and the things you couldn't touch or talk to it made sense like you couldn't go into a a certain area because there's someone there who would scare you away and I think modern games, sometimes they make it so it looks really big, but they make it so you can't get into certain areas for stupid reasons. Like you can't climb a wall where everywhere else in the game you can climb the wall. So this immersion is really good at Maniac Mansion, and it's really it really feels like you're you're there when you're playing it. And it's not one of those games where there's artificial limitations to... It's a small world. It's just a house. And there's, it's not really an artificial feeling why you can't leave certain areas. Yeah, it's uh well, it's made by Lucas, the Lucas Company. Was, this was the Lucas. I think it was called Lucas Film at the time. It became Lucas Arts eventually. This was the first game that they they like made and uh, uh, distributed themselves. It was all all, all done in house. They created a the, like the in- engine that the game runs on is called ScumVM, which stands for uh, scripting something something. Interface for Maniac Mansion. <laughs> All I know is the MM scripting and MM is scripting. S is scripting and MM is Maniac Mansion. But anyway, they use that in all their games after that, and then it's still it's been open sourced where people are making other games to use that 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 engine. It was a really powerful engine. Oh geez, still. Yeah, you know, people kind of just making throwback games. Oh, just making like eight bit shit. Um, right. Or no, actually, because it was updated over the years, there, there's there's full video games that are built on like kind of a the a the, the engine's really yeah, but the engine was even at the time was really open for change, so you could pretty much do a lot with it. It was really a really kind of cool thing. Create just for I think it took so long to create this game because they took so long creating the engine, but it it paid off for Lucas because there's like ten games after this that all use that engine. Well, it's definitely very eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. Plot-wise, there's this like house full of weirdos, and uh, the uh, the mad scientist father has been taken over by a sentient meteor for some reason, and then he's like, I don't know, he's using people to experiment on. I don't know what the experiments are, and then there's these walking I... tentacles that are all over the place. Yeah, 
Well, he takes human brains because I think the meteor might eat the brains. I forget. Oh, but yeah. yeah, the tentacles. I forget. I forget the tentacles were experiments or if they came from from outer space. I forget what what the yeah. I can't that remember is. either. <laughs> uh, but one of them really wants a record contract. One of the tentacles. Yeah, that's that's one of the plot points. One of the puzzles you have to solve is how to. You got to get this kid trick- a record contract. Well, I, I think mean, you this- actually. Get, get them a record contract depending on the characters you use because some of the characters have musical talent and there's a piano and you can record them playing the piano and then he, he gets very excited and lets you into a room you're not supposed to go into. Yeah. But it's it's silly puzzle solving like that and it's really ridiculous and, and fun. Yeah. there. I mean, I don't really understand why they had to microwave a hamster in this one that we watched. Mm-hmm. But... That wasn't, that was, that was not a part of winning the game. It was That's just, just for fun. Yep. Teens will and be that teens. Was, that was taken taken out of the NES. Ver- a lot of stuff was taken out, including a statue that happened to be n- nude, was taken out of the N- NES version when it was ported to Nintendo because Nintendo was not up for those things. Now you know, the Japanese man, strict moral code. Uh, yeah, well, if you like walking around a lot, this is a good game for you. Actually, so is the other one. We're gonna yep. talk about a lot of walking around. Um, yeah, it, well, I mean, that's pretty much true for all games. I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, flying games, you're not walking around. Well, you're walking on, on the sky. Skywalking. Yeah, that's true. Do you, do you play any games nowadays? Um, we just got a uh, red dead redemption too, but I haven't started it yet. That's we, pretty fun. We played, uh, I mean, we played untitled goose game. And that is very fun. We'll talk about that next. Yeah. I, uh, the um, whenever I come up with my my list of my favorite games of all time, Manic Mansion is always on that list, and I think it always will be because it was it was first, and uh, it was great at the time. And I think it's just I don't know if I if I would hold up if I played it, but I have fond memories of how it worked, and I definitely have have thoughts on how modern games could ape some of the conventions they used. In modern ways, like I know that the guy who created this, what were the Gary Winnick and Ron Gilbert? I don't know what Gary Winnick's up to, but Ron Gilbert still creates games, but it doesn't seem like he's moved on as far as what kind of game he's making. He's making games that are like Maniac Mansion in modern times, but I would like to see like a modern game using some of the the cool things, like like I said, the multiple endings, using different characters, being able to do different things. I think that's a a cool way to puzzle solve and you don't need it to be an adventure game. It could be like a, a red dead type of game where it's open world and this character, and I know some games have done it, but this character can go into a certain area and, and things. And actually red dead, not to spoil anything, but red dead does that a little bit in that if you are wanted in a certain area, they won't sell you stuff and they just shoot you once you get there. So that those kind of ideas, I like that they're, they're put into the, like, it just really makes it that this decisions matter when you, when you play these games. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess to some extent, like something like The Sims kind of does that, but because mm-hmm. um, they, it's the it, same thing like you were talking about with the intelligence and stuff like that. But yeah, not not as it's not as uh, important as like in this game, if you don't do the right stuff, you de- you're dead. Well, you're dead, or just you don't you know reboot how to or finish re- the game. Yeah, <laughs> you just get stuck with um. I'm just like there's there's a series of games on the on the PlayStation called Uncharted, and they're 
they're pleasant enough games, but what it's a, a symptom of the kind of game that I don't like compared to Maniac Mansion and even Red Dead is that there is no, there is just one way to play the game and that's it. There's, it's just, it, you're basically watching a movie and controlling one of the characters in the movie. And there's, there's really, there's no consequence and things like just to spoil one game. There's like the entire game, you're killing characters. Like that's, that's a video game. You're killing at the end of the game. There's one character has their gun on another character and the guy's like, don't do it. Don't kill them. You'll just feel bad. And this is after killing hundreds of characters throughout the game. It's just, it's just like watching a movie. It doesn't make sense is all I'm saying. Yeah. So it is just like a movie. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I mean, it's interesting. So was this before leisure, leisure suit, Larry? Uh, probably. I'm not sure. It was around the I same like time. It was I around think that should... time. Yeah. It might have been a, a little bit after. I think Leisure Suit Larry is is. Uh, I'll look it up now. But I think that was from Sierra. I think, or maybe not, because they wouldn't make something like. I don't know who made that game, but it was around the same time. Let's see. The first one was. Uh, Eighty-seven. So same year. Same year. Yeah. That Leisure Suit Larry, if you don't know, is a game about trying to get your fuck on. Yeah, it was very very ribald. That's a word for it. Uh, now, I mean, like Maniac Mansion had jokes that were, you could kind of like double entendres, sort of like the kind that offend no one, but Lisa Suit Larry had the kind that would offend everybody. Yeah. Um, Although I played that, I, I was much older than when I played. I was, I was old enough to understand the jokes. I didn't understand. I didn't play it when I was like 13. I was like in high school. And I don't remember really the like the sexy jokes. I just remember there was a joke in the game where you walk out of the bathroom with toilet paper on your shoe, and that really stuck with me. No pun intended. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a funny joke. Toilet, toilet yep. paper on your shoe. Who would have thought? I mean, it's groundbreaking. So there was a Leisure Suit Larry game as of 2018. That's how. Is it like VR or something? Shit. I have no idea. What are people I didn't... doing? No, it's probably just like, like I said, there's there's still adventure games with point and shoot, go, point and click. Uh, yeah. Going, and so it's probably just like one of those games from Steam or in, you know, when you when you go to the library and on your PlayStation Store, or Xbox Store, there's a a ton of like fifteen five dollar games, and that, that's the kind of game that would be there. So that's probably what it is. Yeah. I guess people nostalgic for shitty or games. People just. Just um, like to have like perverted games out there. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's weird. They haven't like. You'd think Maniac Mansion would be. They would like do a reboot for like PS5 that's coming out now or PS4 or something like. That would be awesome. With new they graphics did a, and yeah. There was a, a sequel called Day of the Tentacle, which was fun. It wasn't as good as Maniac Mansion, but it had its had its its own fun things. It was. Uh, Similar kind of adventure game, just update graphics, still using the Scum VM, but everything was updated, including ha- being able to have voice and stuff. And Les Nesman, I don't know his, his real name, but he voiced voiced the um, the nerd character in uh, Day of the Tentacle. Anyway, in Day of the Tentacle, which you can, they re, 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 remade for the PS4, you can play that and play inside of Day of the Tentacle. There's an Easter egg where you can play the original Maniac Mansion. Oh, but, but yeah, is are the so they have Day of the Tentacle for PS4. Is it mm-hmm. the same kind of graphics, like 8-bit stuff, or is it 
upgraded. No, but Day of the Tentacle was made like 10 years later, so the graphics were much better. And then even even more so because I think they updated it for the edition on, on the PS4. But if you go in and play the Maniac Mansion, it's the, it's the same game you saw in that YouTube video. Yeah. It's the 8-bit simple graphics on your widescreen TV, which is funny. Um, yeah. Maniac Mansion. You want to remember being 13 or 17? I mean, I'm just assuming you were all born the same year as either Pat or I. Uh, go check. I mean, I think everyone should check this game out, all ages, because it's fun. Yeah, and then go get the new Leisure Suit Larry. Apparently, that's a mm. big hit. Can't recommend that quite as highly. Did you Did you play Leisure Suit Larry? Because that is it is the same genre as Maniac Mansion. I mean, I think I played it once, mm. at like a friend's house or something. These. Like, these were back in the days, too, where, like, you couldn't go to YouTube to figure out how to win something. You had to, I mean, I think you could buy, like, unauthorized manuals for these games, like, printed out. Or authorized. Oh, did they have authorized ones? I wasn't sure. But yes, some of them, yeah. You'd, you'd find them in the game store. But, yeah, there was a lot of, there's also BBSs at the time where you could get some hints. Like, there'd be discussion boards on BBSs, but you'd have to be pretty nerdy to know about that. BBS? That, uh, little, uh, that little ball from... Star Wars. Yep, yep. He was around in the eighties, just just running lots of computers where nerds would go into and talk about hacking. Seems legit. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? But a lot, a lot of it was just talking to your friends. Like I, I remember specifically there, there was a portion of the game in, um, in Maniac Mansion where in order to get to a, a different level, you have to feed a plant plant food, and then some soda. Oh, and some nuclear nuclear waste to get it to grow. And I didn't figure out how to do it, but somehow I, I didn't notice what I did, and I made the plant grow. And when the plant grew, I had my fan on top of my disk drive. So I was convinced that made it happen. So I kept trying to do it because usually the, that's not where my fan was. So I put that back on, on the disk drive, and I was like, why aren't you working? But that's not what actually So did. you had a great understanding of computers back then. Yep. And software. But yeah. but I would talk to friends who were playing the same game, and they would we would just go over what we did and – you know, it was just it was just what nerds did back then. Wait, you were you were on BBS back in eighty seven? Uh yeah, because we had the Commodore sixty four had a modem. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been uh, eighty eight, eighty seven, yeah. Fucking nerd, man. I don't think yeah. I even knew about well, I didn't know about any kind of internet shit until like, I don't know, ninety three? Well 90, this was yeah. this was this is pre-internet. There's no internet. This is, uh, I mean, very, very, like, the big BBSs got internet connections. But back then, it was just you're dialing into one computer, just sitting in some kid's basement. Oh, and so, that's it. So, pretty much exactly like today. The uh, popular, yeah. The popular ones, the popular BBSs would hold lots of wares with a Z, where you get copies of games early, and you download them and... I just remember getting in trouble because I tried to hack somebody's password to get in one, and the guy let me log back in. He's like, I saw what you did, and I saw all the passwords you put in. You're banned. I was like, oh, sorry. Damn. Because it was really popular. They had all the games, but you could only download a certain number per month. Oh, so you were trying to get more games than you were allowed by using Correct. somebody else's. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that sounds really unethical, man. I don't know if I can continue <laughs> well, talking to you. I know. That's the way I am. Um, all right, you want to take a break and talk about Untitled Goose Game? 
Sure. All right. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. Oh. He almost died for conversation. Hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeple chasing. Untitled Goose Game. In this game, you are nature's asshole, the goose. And you are the you are an asshole. You're walking around, you like stealing candy from babies, basically, honking at people, making them drop shit so you can steal it and go uh, go turn it in to get other stuff you need and whatnot. It's so st- such a stupid game, but so fun. It's very fun. The music is really good, too. Yeah, yeah, and the music kind of... Uh, yeah, it, it it changes in interesting ways depending on what's going on in the game. Yeah, but... I mean, that, that's a basic description of it. You do have to walk around. You do have to figure shit out. Like, you have to do the right things. And we were... I, like, cheated on YouTube for a couple things, I think. Because it is... I did, there's something I just couldn't figure out. Like you have to grab something out of the farmer's hand. And I was like, I didn't know you could do that. I thought, I thought I was supposed to make him drop it. So I kept honking at him and he refused to drop it. That's the one hint I had to get in it. What? Yeah. Is that the one where you had to like sneak up on him and then grab it? Yeah. 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 There's a couple points. There's a farmer and then there's the, another dude. You have to do that too. Um, but, uh, it, it, the basis of the game well, not, not like the basis of why they used a goose and everything, but it's it's really funny that there's there's these stealth games like Hitman and uh, what's that Metal Gear Solid where you sneak around and you kill somebody while you're sneaking around. You don't want them to hear you because you're going to kill them. But that's what's so interesting about this game that they're taking the same kind of like stealth idea but turning it into silly goose goose antics. Yeah. And it's just just as if not more fun. Yeah, you're you're a goddamn goose. Sneaking around like a like a Russian agent. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, and the reason we're doing this one is because we I think we talked about it off air. We both are uh, we're too dumb to get the uh, the Nintendo Switch so we could play Animal Crossing, which we really prefer. But you know, Untitled Goose Game. It's not. It's pretty short. Like it's not a and it's not a big world you can play with friends or anything like that um it's just a straight ahead one player game but i actually if i had played animal crossing it and i admit it, it's something i would I, I think sounds interesting and fun i just don't think it's as interesting the gameplay of it is as interesting as untitled goose game so i think it's a lot more interesting to talk about this game because animal crossing is just capitalism right you're just farming and yeah fishing no, and it's a yeah it's like a sim city type thing yeah yeah, and you're you're building your little town, and that's that's neat and all, but it's not nearly as as cool as as a goose as an assassin, basically. Yeah, yeah. Nobody likes this goose. He has to like 
he has to sneak into a package to get into this one one area. Yeah. And when this game came out, there was it was like really popular. Like on Twitter, people were talking about it all the time. And I thought it was just going to be some stupid game, and they were talking about it because it has such a you know it, it is kind of a a, a a title for a game that you would just kind of laugh at. Untitled Goose Game is you know it's ridiculous. So I thought they were just talking about that aspect of it, but then I saw the gameplay where you're annoying people to win, and I think that was really fun. Yeah, I mean that kind of fits our personalities. Yep. There should be more games where you annoy people to win, other than Leisure Suit Larry. Well, I guess that's more rape than annoyance. Mm. Um, is it won it? a 2019 even... Golden Joystick Award. Whatever that is. The Untitled Goose Game? Yep. Oh, the Golden Joystick. Uh, can you imagine the... Man, those those designers must be... Must be like riding in limos, getting all the ladies winning that. It also it also won Game of the Year for the twenty third annual D E Awards. Dice. Oh, that's the yeah, that's the Andrew Dice Clay. He he started that. Like, do you get an HBO Max? No, what the fuck? I I don't understand it. What do I need it for? Oh, uh, it just has some. There's an Anna Kendrick romantic comedy show that's pretty funny. Oh shit, that sounds great. <laughs> it's also the only place to watch Search Party now. And I'm finally watching I did Search hear Party. that, yeah. Yeah, that that I did like the first we only watched the first season, but I liked it. I had started the first season and liked it, but I don't know, I just stopped watching it. So Same. but now I started watching again. They're only twenty two minute episodes, so it's easy to pile through. So I'm, I I think there's like two episodes in the first season, I'll get to the third season pretty soon. Um, anyway, back to Untitled Geese, unless you want to talk about HBO Max. No, I, I just, I don't know what else is on it that I like. If you have HBO, oh, it's, what? If you have HBO, you have HBO Max. Oh, you do? What? Mm-hmm. It comes with it. Oh, okay. If like, through your cable provider, if you have HBO, yeah. and if you pay for that other, what's that other thing, HBO Now, they're getting rid of that and replacing it with HBO Max. So it's everything in HBO, plus a bunch of Warner Brothers stuff. It has all the like the superhero stuff that everybody loves and um, Looney Tunes. And I forget what else is in there's a Animaniacs. This? No, that's, that's going to be a Netflix, a new version of that. That was, that was Fox. So I guess that's Disney. Oh, I don't oh, know why I Disney thought, Plus. I assume that was Warner brothers, but. Oh, you're right. It was a Warner brothers lot. Oh, they should have it. Why don't they? I'm upset. Maybe they do. And I didn't look. Um, yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, because there's a joke in the Anna Kendrick show that you remind me of. Okay. Not you personally, but the joke was reminded of by something you said. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. She's a little too perky for me. Get some darkness, Anna Kendrick. Some tragedy What's she in famous life. for? Um, Is she famous for any specific thing? I know she was in those singing Yeah, movies. I think that that's mostly it. Yeah. Okay. I think the first time I heard of her was that Up in the Air movie with George Clooney. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's mostly those singing movies that she's famous for. And uh, and voicing. Did you finish? Oh, Les Nesman's daughter on the uh, on the Tentacle game. What did you say? Did I finish what? Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, yeah. It's... It had a fun ending. Yeah, and it, like I said, it's not super long. Like it's, 
I like that about it too. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. I mean, yeah. it, it shouldn't you be that. You mentioned Red Dead. Red yeah. Dead is probably ten times the length of Goose Game. Well, yeah, also ten times the price. So. Yep. That can't be true. I think Goose Game sells for like fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's right. Red Dead sells for one hundred and fifty dollars. Man. But really, that's what I bought it for at, on eBay. I mean. What games same. cost back like when Maniac Mansion came out? If if they followed inflation, they should cost one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh yeah, because what what were they were probably like fifty bucks. Back Thirty then, bucks. Right? Thirty. Okay. Yeah, I think they're thirty dollars. And let, let's see. Well, shit. You remember what? Um, fucking VHS movies cost. No. Those were oh, that, well, crazy they were, too. Yeah, but they were priced that way on purpose because they were trying to to encourage uh, rental rental yeah. stores. But games were were sold to buy. But yeah, they were. They're like seventy nine dollars for a movie. Yeah, no, it was fucking insane. Um, but then you know, eventually you just get two VCRs and rent something and record it. That was stealing too. Mm-hmm. Just like my dual tape deck. Been a thief all my life. Sorry, RIAA and. MPAA and FBI they warn you not to do that I'm not sorry to them but I think it was sometime during the 80s when they they put the copy protection on the videos where if you did try to do what you're saying they would they would mess up and you have to have a special machine to get rid of that remember that no shit yeah I don't don't know what that that was at all I fucking recorded hell of shit but I don't know. Was it true that Blockbuster used to edit? Macrovision is what it was called. Sorry. Yeah, Blockbuster had edited versions of movies. Were they like owned by like Mormons or something? What was the deal with that? I think they were just trying to be family family. friendly. Yeah. What was the dude's name? Wayne Hughes Zenga or something? That was a Blockbuster guy, right? Sure. Yeah, I don't think there was anything about him that was Mormon. It was just money, money, money. But it doesn't make sense. Like if you want to be a fan you can still be a family. It's not like they were running out porn. Like if you want family stuff, the families can go buy the goddamn Disney movies. Want to watch an edited version of an R rated film. I'm an adult in age. Anyway, sometimes when people say I'm an adult, I say, remove the A and that's true. I am adult too. I'm a, I'm adult. 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 It doesn't really work. One's a U, one's an O. Go back to the drawing board, Pat. All right. Yeah, untitled. But do you remember when Blockbuster was was like killing mom and pop video stores, and then they got killed themselves by Netflix? Yes, I do. And now, yeah, I mean, I think there's like one video store, one Blockbuster left in. America, right? It was like in Washington or some shit. I don't even know. But I just think about that. How how bad the management of that company must have been to not see, hey, this company is is uh, has a really good idea that we could easily copy. Why don't we copy it right away? They did it too late. Them. Oh yeah, I yeah, know they did. I mean, right when they were early, they could have they could have squashed them like a bug. Jumped, yeah. No, I know. I, you see that happen a lot, where like. I don't know. You, I keep seeing commercials for like Facebook's fucking Zoom copy thing. I'm like, nope, everybody was using Zoom. You're too late. Nobody gives a shit about mm-hmm. your Facebook whatever it is. 
I Facebook mean, rooms or whatever. Facebook has the added deficit of everybody hating them because they're kind of an awful company. Yeah. So that doesn't help either. But who isn't an awful company? I mean, Amazon's an awful company. Netflix Flix is probably awful. I don't know enough about them, but... There's levels of awful. There is. Yeah, they're all awful. Yeah. Um, Untitled Goose Game. You're a goddamn goose! Running around the being that goosey. Made, that made this game, I've not played any of their other games, but I had signed up for a... And I, I think the Corona kind of uh, pushed back their schedule for it. Uh, but they were developing a handheld device that was just going to make like simple, simple games. And it was kind of a, oh, kind of like kind of a like, cell phone. No, no, even simpler than cell phone games. I was, the, the screen was kind of like a Kindle screen where there was like very little uh, graphics power to it. And, it included a wind-up thing to, to be used in games. It was really a weird idea that I was interested in seeing what it was going to look like. Huh? Yeah, That's I, how I knew them before this. I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything about gaming companies or technology or life in general. So I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else they've done. Um, Playdate was the name. Of the uh, handheld thing with the simple, and and their website is play dot date. Nope. Play date. The first to get that. As I said, I'm adult. I am adult, so that's that's a little child's name for something. Will not be using your product. Play date. Now you name it Playmate. I think we all know the connotation there. I'm all over it. Get some Leisure Suit Larry handheld. If you know what I mean. I do, and I'm really disgusted. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much to say about uh, Untitled Goose Game, really. But it is fun. Um, it's a nice diversion in these times. And the graphics are good. Like, I yep. like the I like the style, the uh, art design. Mm-hmm. Me too. Do you even, is that what you call it in video games? I mean, I don't know. I assume so. Some design of somehow dice yeah. has the dice award includes design in their name. Oh, I didn't know Andrew Dice Clay's the D stood for design. Mm-hmm. He makes well, more sense for now. Design, icky, corny, entertainment. Oh, perfect. Um, I mean, he was well designed with that head of hair and the leather jacket. It makes sense. Hey, um, what are you going to do about it? That was his famous catchphrase. Hey, it's a fucking goose! <laughs> I uh, guess he did have he did have go- jokes about goose, so he this is Dice, Dice Man related. Yeah, everything is. Nowadays. After he made his comeback in that Woody Allen film. Just the director you want to work with. I would assume that Andrew Dice Clay does not have a track record like that Chris D'Elia guy though oh no I know well that's the thing I mean I think I think to the extent that it was an act um, I mean it was a terrible act but I think it was more of an act than right than who he really was where yeah that Chris D'Elia guy I don't, it was hell I, I was kind of laughing reading some of the comments about that he's like oh look it's it's always the first guy you think of <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, yeah, the, the dude, like, is awful. He seems like a giant dick. He's a misogynistic asshole in his comedy. Um, yeah, nothing about that was surprising. I, even Black Lives Matter, like, posted about it. They're like... Did they really? Yeah, they said something like, um, yeah, when there's that person and you just don't like him, but you don't know why, and now we know why. <laughs> yeah. Good riddance, fucker. You canceled. I, he's still going to be around. They all are. I guess. I guess that's true. They'll be playing to their I mean, right-wing right audiences now. And Louis C.K. is like, he's, his comeback is full, full throttle. He just forces people not to record what he says. And yet it somehow gets out anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, the I guess... The recordings don't, just uh, the, yeah, his, the work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Good riddance. You sucked anyway. At least Louis C.K. was funny. Right. Um, this motherfucker, I don't know. He's like walked back asswards into success somehow. I, I don't get it. I was, we were watching, I started watching this Bill Burr special on Netflix. Oh, it was, he's just as bad. I mean, he was doing all this like. What? be clear, he's just as bad for not being funny, or as, just as bad in for his comedy. No, 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 in his comedy, comedy-wise, where he was just doing, like, this old man shit, like, oh, my God, all the fucking women and, like, the Me Too movement and all the political correctness, blah, 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 and I kept waiting for him to walk it back and make fun of himself, but he didn't do it, and, it, like, had to turn it off, because it was just, ugh. I, th- I think guys like that must have been funny when they first started out. Yeah. I, and now they're on they're on this kind of like anti-establishment because the establishment is starting to be for lack of a better word, woke. And it's just they're They feel like they're punching up, but they're punching down. Yeah. Does I, that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense. But uh, yeah, I get that. Like if he's trying to be anti-establishment, but realistically the establishment is still not that right, woke. Yeah. So right. Yeah. No. Ugh. I'll tell you this, he was not as entertaining as this goose. No, who would be? Nobody. That's why he's a goose, not a person. They knew. They knew he'd be. Did any Murphy's... It's not untitled Bill Burr game. That would have sucked. Did... He would have honked <laughs> just no... as much, probably. It's... It still would would be actually be titled because it would be, have to be called Untitled White Man Game. Did oh, that's uh, true. Eddie Murphy's stand-up special ever come out? No. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I mean, it would be interesting to see how he has adjusted his act. Yep. I mean, it's it's unfair to judge his act from 30 years ago, obviously, by today's standards. But I would hope that his he wouldn't go the Bill Burr route and complain about how much things have, have changed mm-hmm. and do more gay jokes, you know? I can't imagine he would because he's apologized for those jokes. Yeah. And he, I mean, and he, he was, was also like 19 and 20 when he did that shit, you know? Like, yep. The culture was different. The, his age was different. So there's lots of, yeah, but I just would like to see, see it because it, he's obviously still really talented as, as I talked about from last week's recommendation of Dolomite. Oh, I didn't remember that you finally watched it. Oh, that would have been my, this week's recommendation then. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about that. No. Okay. That's, uh, we'll just forget I said that. And that's been edited out, and I didn't say anything, and I will use it as my recommendation. 
Well, then why don't we jump into recommendations, Asians, 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 because I want to hear what you have to say about it. Oh, you can do yours first. No, I have to think of one. Oh, oh. okay, I'll do... Uh, I haven't finished it, so it's I, I always don't like that, but uh, Love Lovecraft Country, the book. Started reading. It's enjoyable. What? What is that? Uh, it has a lot to do with race and stuff. Um, they're gonna make a series of it on HBO, but you know, it it has some Lovecraftian elements. Um, it's oh, fun. Okay, and so that's it's an easy. It's an easy read, and it's like not that long, so it's perfect if you can't concentrate that well. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too much about it. Okay. But uh, but yeah, Lovecraft Country. I'm going to recommend the mysterious mysterious affair at Styles, what? Agatha Christie's first novel. It's not even what we were talking about. Oh, okay, Dolomite. Yeah, it was it was excellent. Was that the name, or I get? Am I getting the name wrong? It's something like that. Yeah, like Call Me Dolomite. It, no, it doesn't call, matter. Yeah, they, they call me Dolomite. The the Netflix movie. Yeah, no, Dolomite is the, the is the movie. actual movie. Right. That he, yeah. that Rudy Ray Moore made. Yeah. And uh, did you ever watch that? No, I haven't. Your, your, I think it's on Amazon Prime, but no, I haven't seen. It, it. is. The, yeah, the name of the movie on Netflix is called Dolomite. Is my name, and Eddie Murphy stars as Dolomite. And it's really good. It's really funny, and there's a lot of a lot of cursing in it. Just be warned. But it was good. Um, it has a great cast: Mike Epps, Craig Robinson. Oh, what's the dude? Not not the key. Key key Keegan Key. Keegan Michael Key. Isn't it? Yeah. And um, Wesley Snipes is really really good in this movie. Oh yeah, I mean I think the the real yeah, everybody's good in it, um, but I think mm-hmm. it was a surprise how good Eddie Murphy was. Like it was, it was it reminds you why he got famous in the first place. Yeah, um, yeah. After it, you know two decades of total shit like Pluto Nash and the Clumps and all that. Um, well, he have a good thing here and there. Like that movie with Steve Martin, he was really good in, although it wasn't a great movie. Do you remember? I yeah, can't remember I can't. It was like Boomerang. Was that or Ricochet uh, or that, some <laughs> shit like that? I don't remember. Right, so I mean, but yeah, it was most. It was fine, yeah, stuff. yeah, but yeah, he's mostly, he hasn't been this good in decades, so. Right. Okay, and now uh, what? What was ahead, Agatha sorry. Christie's first book that you're recommending? Also. I just wanted to throw it in to to mix you up, but it was the mystery of a ferret styles, and it was good. It ferret was, styles. Affair. Oh. The, mis- the no, mystery affair the... at Styles. Harry Not Styles? Mystery Ferret at Styles. But uh, I'd never read any of her books before, and I had gone in expecting it to be really dry and boring. It was actually lively and fun. So I guess I see why she's famous. Was it Hercule uh, Yep. Ooh. And I think that's part of it. That's such a really funly written character. I always th- picture him as uh, as overweight and jolly, but I don't know why. I think he is. Both. I guess that's why. Um, okay. Man, yeah, but... Boomerang was that long ago. What was it? No, it's not Boomerang. Boomerang's not the one I'm thinking of. That's that's not a good movie. No, I I can't. I know I can't remember which one it is that he's in with Steve. Bowfinger. 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 Yeah. Um. All right. 
we did it. We watched and played video games. Uh, gave you a nice little history for people who are interested in the history of video games. Yeah, Pat did. I didn't know a damn thing I about guess it. I, untitled Goose Game, uh, there's not as much history to talk about, but it's still fun. Yeah, because you're a goddamn goose. Uh, I'd love to see a sequel. Me too. They could call it Titled Goose Game. Mm-hmm. He could be in space. On the moon. Fucking and actually, it should be... They changed it from, you know, like I said, most stealth games involve killing, and they make the goose into a murderer. Oh, yeah. It's a horror game where you play the bad guy. Yeah, I would totally play that. He's, like, eating breadcrumbs and then shooting them out of his mouth right in people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Going into their brains. Uh, write to us at Pop Culture Continuum at Gmail dot com let's see what else i can say uh uh rate us highly on itunes and leave a review if you want uh, like us on facebook and most importantly tell your friends to listen we talk about geese and we talk about mansions other things under the sun yeah i mean mostly geese and mansions i guess it's kind of the theme of this podcast but uh yeah we're and we're almost we're coming up soon on our 300th episode so kind of got to think of something for that i'm we're working actually, on something we'll see what we're happens actually prob- i'm sorry to interrupt you but we were already past our 300 episode i think no we're not well if you count yep. the bonus and stuff yep that's what i'm counting Nah, i don't count those those you shouldn't even ever listen to them um that's why they're bonus episodes eh, throw them in the trash just like i do with my oh my work s- bonus subscribe to our to our patreon for a longer episode oh yeah that's true yeah you can go find us it's uh our patreon is uh, 1-800 each if, like if you'd like to find our patreon send us a message at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com yeah yep because i know if there's one thing people want from us it's longer episodes um correct so we'll figure out something for the next one and until then goodbye everybody goodbye <laughs>